who hurt you so bad that there is no way to apologize for what they did? There's no way to fix that hurt. Where did you learn in the core of your being that there are some wounds that will never be healed? Holy shit. So, Sky, tell me a little bit about, first of all, thank you for coming on. You're welcome. Um, and so tell me a little bit about what we're talking about today and, and how Twitch Chat and I can help you, if anything. What are we talking about today? Um, well, uh, I honestly don't even really know because okay. I, you know, I, uh, I guess depression sucks, right? Like everybody sure. kind of feels that and anxiety is terrible. Sure. Um there isn't anything really like specific, I guess. I, I, I wouldn't really even know what to target. Okay, fine. Um, is it okay? So we, uh, I exchanged a couple of DMs with you and, and is it okay if I share some of those? Cause I think that may give us a direction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of said like, Hey, like I, I have maybe some depression or anxiety, but, but I even feel like the problems are like unfixable. There's something about <laughs> this that like, that's impossible to be fixed. Right. Yes. Um, and I, I think a lot of people feel that way. So if it's okay with you, can we just start there? Sure. What do you um, think is also, unfixable? Yeah, a... yeah, go for it. Sorry. Oh yeah. Um, also like, yeah, I'm, I'm a completely open book, so I won't struggle to talk about any topic. Um, okay. Thank just, you for that, man. Just like, you know, um, uh, I guess like, I just feel that at this point in my life that I've corrupted so many people in my like close friend group or my friend group in general that the habits that I've picked up to survive are so toxic that I don't know if they could be like etched out of my mind. And it makes me feel like I just, I guess I'm just going to be trash now. Like, you know, like yeah. you made your bed hard. You got to just suck now. Yeah. So if it's okay with you, that's what we're going to talk about. Okay. Because that sounds, that sounds, you know, way more real than depression and anxiety, right? So somewhere along the way, like you've realized that you have some kind of toxic patterns and that they're so oh. ingrained. Yeah. They're so, they're etched so deeply within you that you're fucking, you're SOL. Yeah, I am. So, I, I actually think that I think I might be one of the most toxic people on earth. I'm not even kidding. Like, okay. It's bad. Like, why it's Why do you really think that? Bad. Can we talk about that? Is that okay? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I... I don't... I, I don't naturally, like, have empathy. I'm not really good at that. Um, sure. And... What does that mean, not being good at empathy? Like, I just don't like I whenever whenever I need something from anyone, no matter what it is, it's like my mind goes into this mode where it's just like, let me get something from someone and then like, we'll save them later. We'll help later. But I don't even know if I even believe that. And okay. then I get what I need and then I'm fine. But then the okay. aftermath is me just feeling shitty about it later. But it, I don't know. It's weird. What, um, why do you feel shitty about it? Well, normally I don't feel guilt for many things, not too many things. Like I, you know, obviously like I'm a person that doesn't really live with regrets. If I do something bad, it's like, 
in that moment that I did that thing bad, it is what I wanted to do. So it's hard for me to regret it because it was like, well, that was my choice that I made there. But I, I feel bad about it because like all these people that they just want to help me and then I take their help and I just, I just, I, I just piss it away. And then I'm back in the same problems over and over and over again. And that's why I feel like I'm corrupting people. Like these people are giving me their hearts and their minds and sometimes their wallets and they just, there's, there's no return. They're just trusting something happens and then nothing happens. How do you know and that so nothing? Like, oh, okay. How do you know that nothing happens? Um, I look at my YouTube channel um, and I, I see like, <laughs> like a uh, devoid of content. And what's worse is that when I do make content, it's either half-assed or it's me crying about something um, or it's like a, like a sponsored video. Um, and I'm not really creating the thing that put me on the platform in the first place. And then, you know, I'm in the same situations because I'm not actually making the proper changes in my life. I'm just taking what they give me just to feel comfortable for even another week. It's not good at all though. Okay. Sky. I think, um, okay. I'm just going to think for a second. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and I just, okay. So let me ask you this. So you say that you're, you don't, you're not empathic, right? So a lot of things you, you just tossed out a lot. And I thank you for being an open book because there's some things to me that I can't put the puzzle pieces together. And I, I'd like your help with that. So you say sure. that you're not empathic, but at the same time, it seems very clear to me that you feel like you're corrupting people and you wouldn't feel that way. And like, you feel like you're kind of letting people down. Yeah. Right. Oh, it, well, big, I mean, big time, really like. Yeah, but yeah. but if you were truly not empathic, then you wouldn't have the feeling of like disappointing people. That's that's true. However, I'm confused in in myself because I don't know if I actually care about that, or rather, I know that I'm could get canceled. No, I think you care about that because so so here here's the conflict. Okay, so one mm -hmm. is you take from others. And you don't live up to expectations. They invest in you and you let them down. Right? And then you have some feeling, because you talked about feeling guilty. But then, like, 30 or 60 seconds later, you said, I don't regret my decisions. Because I acknowledge that that's what I want in the moment. And that's what I needed. I made the choice that I made. I'm going to own up to my choice and I don't regret it. And I think when, when I put my head in the mindset of someone like that, I can imagine that you feel like that is a lack of empathy. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? Uh, I, I, I would think so. Yeah. So I think that is actually something that you do to protect yourself from the vast amount of empathy that you have. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I'm listening. <laughs> right? So look, let's just, let's just, let's go through the daisy chain. Okay. Like we're going to connect the dots. So dot number one is that people are investing in me. People care about me. People do things for me. I ask them for things and they give me things, right? That's dot number one. Dot number two is I feel like I'm letting them down. I feel guilty. I feel like they're giving me all this stuff and I'm quote, quote, pissing it away. Okay. What are you feeling? 
I'm about to get bodied. <laughs> what does that mean? What do you it think? It means um uh you're good and I'm pretty sure that I'm already thinking about things a little different, so I just know that uh I I I I playfully think of everything in my life um as a contest. It's really harmless. Like if I get full from a burger, I'll be like, damn, that burger just bodied me, or I just got, you know, I got beat by the burger, right? So it's like it seems in this discussion, you're going to open me up to a lot of things that I believe are healthy and good, which are things that I haven't considered. So in my head, playfully, I'm just like, I'm about to get absolutely like my mind about to get shit on, which is good. It's a good thing. I really need to be taken down a lot of notches. And I don't think that's your goal. I'm just saying that I think that hearing, no. uh, accepting another. No, no, no. You don't need to be taken down a lot of notches. You need to be pumped up a lot of notches. Ooh, that's an um okay we're gonna get that? to this okay we're gonna yes. get to it okay okay so you take from other people you feel guilty for taking because you piss away what they give you and then mm-hmm. that hurts right yes yeah does it yeah yeah it does i mean especially with like some of the people being really important to me so it's like yeah, yeah, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if it hurts, that means you're empathic, actually. Well, there's that. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so then comes the protection. So this is where you get the idea that you're not empathic, because then you, your mind tries to protect you. It steps in and says, you know what? This hurts, so I don't regret my decisions. Because if I don't regret my decisions, then I don't have to feel hurt. Like, they're a bunch of suckers. Like, they know I don't deliver. And they give anyway. And so, like, that's on them. Like, I make my choices. I live by it. I'm transparent with them. They know what they're getting themselves into. Is that what you tell yourself? Um, I don't I don't think that they're I don't think that they're suckers. I think in the moment that I take their help, I really do believe that I can make a change and make a difference. But then the feeling fades like before I go to bed and then it's just the same cycle of. Okay. Gotcha. So, so apologies if I overspoke there, maybe not that they're suckers, but, but that, you know, there's a certain amount of like, if you tell yourself that you don't regret your decisions, then like, if you, if you do away with regret, like guilt goes with it. Does that make sense? Yes. So, like, when you tell yourself that, then it's like, ah, I don't have to feel guilty because, like, this is just who I am. And then, and then, like, I mean, I I think you're actually deeply empathic, and I think you're very worried about what you're doing to people because you use the word corrupt. Like, you feel like you're, like, that's not, a, a, a sociopath doesn't think that they're corrupting anyone. They just don't give a shit. Right? Like, you're concerned, you're concerned about what you're doing to people. Yes, um, I am definitely concerned, um, yeah, and I mean, I guess that, that just, I just, I'm thinking about this a lot, so. Take your time. Never really, I think the only, the only reason why I keep, I was, like, diagnosed with antisocial disorder when I was 15, and so, 
ever since then, I've kind of had this idea. I was like, okay, well, I'm defective. So, <laughs> uh, and many of the things I think about are just like not normal. I can definitely level with you on the empathy thing. And I do care, but I don't know. My mind is just kind of. Okay. That's okay. Blank. We're here, Sky. So we're going to work through that. Okay. You need a minute? No, no, I'm good. Okay. So, so I think that I can understand why someone would have diagnosed you. They wouldn't have diagnosed you with antisocial personality disorder. It would have been conduct disorder if you're 15. But I, I think that there's a part of you that feels like you take advantage of people and that you manipulate people. Oh, I mean, I, I know it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think that's, that's what people think of that makes you kind of antisocial or like sociopathic because you take advantage of other people and then you have the best of intentions and you wake up the next day and you don't honor your things. So that's kind of like where the antisocial kind of stuff comes. Okay. Yeah. I, I have the best of intentions for what I'm preserving. Like, what does that mean? That's the t it means that like like I've been the lifestyle I live is what requires all this help, which is sure. um a lifestyle of using what now little money I have to support all of my best friends living with me. And so it's like I've done that ever since the beginning of YouTube, even a little before I worked like three jobs because I don't actually spend a lot of money on myself. So I figured that, you know, when YouTube first started for me and I was making a decent amount of money besides giving it to my mom, I was like, oh, let's get a place like you guys are my friends and I don't want to live with strangers and this is fun. Um, but then, of course, like when you just baby them and you give them a bunch of stuff and you pay for all their bills, they don't learn to grow. And then eventually, if I get depressed, they can't help me. So other people that I've met through my field would reach out and help. But I would never really be honest about what they were helping, which was, again, this terrible idea of giving my friends everything and bringing them with me everywhere. Yeah, so, so, let, so Sky, that actually makes a lot of sense, and we're going to get into that in a second. But the first thing is sure. I'm going to ask you, when so when you think about someone who works three jobs and supports all of their best friends, do you think that that person is lacks empathy and takes advantage of people? Um, I only feel that way because of what I get out of it. It's like, I'm not do I, I don't think that I'm doing it for their health. Cause if I was doing it for their health, I feel like I would have motivated them to be better and do more things, okay. but rather like I more like, okay, I don't really want to be in a house by myself. Cause I don't know how that would be. So let me just fill it with people that I'm familiar with. Because, so what are you, you know, looking for there? I mean, at this point, I don't even know. I think okay. I, I think right okay. now it's like, I have no idea what I'm looking so for. So Sky, let um, me ask you something. When did you learn that you, or you disappoint other people? God damn. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's, I, okay. Um... Jeez, probably when I was nine. Yeah, that's when I knew I was a semen demon. As soon as I knew I was gay, I was like, "That's it." Like, I, I'm my my, my family. Half my family is Indian, like Guyanese, and my dad is black. And he'd be like, "If you're gay, you cannot lay with another man here." Before he knew that any of us was gay, so it was like, "Well, 
there's step one, and then I yeah. didn't want to be a doc, you know. So, like, I, you know, and then I want to be a comedian instead of go to school, just stuff like that. Yeah, so I, I think this is important because the common thread, and like I wish I could like rewind on Twitch and show you this, but the common thread, and I started like framing questions like this, is it's all about not living up to expectations. So you take from others and you assume it's like axiomatic for you, like you accept it as true that you're going to let them down. Like what actually tears you up inside is that you're letting people down. That like people are donating to your YouTube channel, but you're just creating this shitty sponsored content that like, even though you stream every day and you're actually still making content and they keep on supporting you, you just get confused because you're just letting them down over and over and over again and you're taking advantage of them and you're corrupting them because why are they investing in you and you're just letting them down and they're just going to get let down. And like, why don't they stop and run away from you from your like corrupting influence because all you are is a disappointment. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. That write that on my gravestone. So that feeling comes from before all of this. Like this is very important to understand sky that truth. It feels a truth to you that you're just, you're just disappointment. You're disappointment walking around, right? Like that truth is colors everything, all of this evidence that is being thrown your way, where people are saying, Sky, we like you, we love you. Like, so I raided you the other day and I was watching your stream. It was fucking phenomenal, man. No. no. It was it was great. Like, people love you. You're a likable guy. And yeah. and like you just can't sit with that. Right. That thought. It and you want these people to come and you like you open your home to them because like you you want them to like not be disappointed by you yes i i you, see my patterns of what i do and it's like i now now unfortunately right because the pattern keeps going no matter how good you are there's going to be diminishing returns if you keep trying to come back to content and then leave so like Obviously, I'm sure that you've heard this a lot, but when it comes to viewership, be it on stream or on YouTube, whatever you do, it is so hard to like fight off the feeling that you're just a dying artist. And a, a lot of people, if they if they fall off or their career goes sour, I, I believe that many people might not understand what happened. But the worst thing for me is that I know what happened. I know why it happened. I, I know why it happened too, right? So here's why it happened because you disappointed people because you didn't live up to expectations. You weren't good enough. I didn't, yeah. True. By not that, coming back and just always saying I'm going to come back and then I don't like But but so I mean, so th- th- that's the thing, Sky. So I want you to like really like stop and think about this for a second, okay? Because you have this presumption at the beginning, you have this cheat sheet which says the answer is that Sky is going to disappoint. You've jumped to the end, like, you know, like, you've watched the climax of the movie, you, like, you've watched the end. The big reveal is that Sky disappoints. <laughs> and, and so I think the biggest problem, you say you need to get knocked down a couple of notches. No, man, like, I think you need to understand that you have value and that you don't, like, sure, at times all human beings disappoint other human beings, but Twitch is actually very good at sniffing out bullshit. And if, if what they see in you is not the, the act that you make, because I know, I, like, I, I think that you're authentic. Oh, and that, yeah. Like, I, I, don't have, I don't really have a persona. I'm just yeah. the same person. 
and and so but somewhere along the way like you recognize that you're not you're authentic on stream and it, at the same time like you don't think you're good enough when everyone is telling you that you are well because there's there's definitely like there's i guess that's not it's not tangible there's ways that we can determine whether someone is a powerful content creator or not by way of their numbers and what they're pulling and who they're entertaining like yeah i'm i'm yeah, but i could be really good but if i'm I, I used to get you know like seven nine k streams on average and now i'm down to like 1.3 and it's so, like so, oh, scott yeah. but yeah okay so like that's fine so the 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 assault on your ego from not being as big <laughs> as you once were is actually is completely there but i think that that is a separate issue from the basic idea that you do not feel like you can live up to expectations. Well, yeah, I mean, people have given me so much shit that it's like, well, better be Donald Glover or else. <laughs> what do you mean by give, give, have given you so much shit? I mean, I've been gifted and granted so much to just survive that, you know, if all these people are going out of their way to help me in the ways that they have, they must believe in me in a way that I don't in myself. So it's like, shit, like. That's the problem. Fuck. Because oh. when they look at you, they believe. When I look yeah, at you, I believe. My, yes. I believe. I don't get that. Right? And you just don't get that. But this is cool. Because just think about this for a second, Sky. Your problem is not that you don't create good content or that other people don't believe in you. Because, like, how can they believe in you? They can only believe in you because they see some, like, they don't just walk down the street and they're like, oh, there's some random guy. Let's choose, like, I, I choose to believe in him. No, they see something. <laughs> and they're judges, right? Like, Twitch, Twitch is, like, very judgmental and they know what they like and they know what they don't like. And sometimes people try to manipulate, like, Twitch and Twitch doesn't respond well to that. And they see something of value. They see something of real value, which is why they keep coming back. The problem here is that, like, your success or failure has nothing to do with, I mean, on a very objective sense, of course, it has something to do with your viewership and all that stuff. But, like, I, I don't, the core of your problem is that somewhere along the way, you decided or you learned that you can't live up to expectations. And that at, at your core, you're a fucking disappointment. And until that goes away, the cool thing is if that can change, all of your corruption, all of your negative patterns, they all stem from that. So the corruption is only that I feel that I'll disappoint the people that believe in what I can do. Sort of. So I think the corruption is that like people are investing in you and they're going to be hurt by it. That there's no way that you can, you can give them what they deserve. And yeah. And so they're left, and, and no. they're left tainted. Because they, they yeah. made the mistake to invest in something that is not worth investing in. In something that's always going to come up short. And so they're yeah, hurt by association. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and, and you, know, I, you know, I don't even know if they think that it'll ever be a mistake. Um, yes. So good. Because it's not yeah. about them, Sky. It's about you. They don't, they don't even know that they're getting corrupted, right? They don't even know that they're like... Like, you know they're getting corrupted. They may not, they have no clue. And that's what makes you guilty. 
That's where the guilt comes from because you're hurting them and they don't realize it and they keep coming back and they keep supporting you and you're hurting them and they keep coming back like a dog that's been kicked. They fucking keep coming back and you keep kicking. Them. Oh my God. Damn. You got to bring up the kick dog. Damn. Um, except the ones that don't come back. Sure. So, th- I mean, there, there's a whole very real angle of like, Twitch streamers and like, you know, size and subscribers. But at the end of the day, I think this all comes down to this like basic idea that you have in your head that you're inevitably going to disappoint. Yeah. Um, to give you a, a specific example, I guess, um, something that I noticed about my YouTube channel is that I have a very, I had a very, very unique um, rise, I guess, in that my channel, it never blew up. Like, the most subs I've ever gotten in one month was 40,000, right? And of course, to people like, oh yeah, blow up, great. But it never went over that. But I made videos every Friday and you know, for three years I was consistent and I got to 900K and everything was whatever. Um, however, a- along the way, there have been channels that actually blew up. The people that are getting 200K subs a day, right? And they're, and they're straight to a million and they're superstars, which, at first I was jealous, but that at the same time, I was happy with what I had. Um, but it is hard to believe that you're destined for something great when you just see people blow up in the ways that they do. And it's like, oh, well, my blow up wasn't like that. In fact, my blow up was rather slow. Does this mean that I'm just slowly approaching, you know, above mediocrity? Like, I don't know. It was It was really, really hard to understand why I wasn't why I didn't get that treatment ever, I guess. Okay, so Sky, great point. So I, I want to point something out to you. So it's my belief that there is the development of this belief about yourself, right? Which apparently happened when you were nine. And then there are all of the consequences of that belief and the way that you deal with those, right? So for example, like there's the feeling guilty because you're not empathic and you're letting people down. And then there's the protective mechanism or the response in your mind, which is that you tell yourself that you don't regret your decisions. Do you see how like there's like a cause and there's an effect? There's like a start and there's an end. And so I think all the stuff about YouTube is all like responses to the complex with which you view the world. You have a lens and then all the stuff on YouTube, because I think that's all legitimate. Like you can feel, you know insufficient when you compare yourself to meteoric rises of other YouTubers and things like that. I think all those feelings are really legitimate. But I think if you want, you're saying that there's something fundamental about you that's unfixable. I don't think that that thing, I don't think the root of that thing is that you're not as successful of a YouTuber as like other YouTubers. I think the root of that thing is wherever you got this idea that like you can't live up to expectations. And, and, (laughs) And so that... If you want your patterns to change, you've got to get to the bottom of that. So tell me about go go. For it. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I don't know where to start with that. Yeah, <laughs> no, yes, you do because we already know where to start with that. Tell me about being nine. Oh God, being nine. Oh my God, there's a kid named Travis Barrios. They got he choked out a guy named Joey Demas and everybody was freaking out. And I just wanted to bang him. Like I had no idea what I was thinking, but it was crazy. Like that nine to me, that was the, that was the, the truth. Like I, it was, uh, I, of course, you know, 
I'm telling myself I'm not gay, but then again, you know, I'm just walking around a cognite is, and I, I, I did pretty well in school at that time. Once I realized I was gay, I was like, well, I'm not going to get anywhere unless straight A's and I, <laughs> I have to leave the house as soon as possible. Um, uh, and I had a lot of like friends, normal friends, everything was fine. The only thing that was difficult was, you know, home life with my family, like moving back and forth and their divorce and their drama. But if there's one thing my dad and mom kind of agreed on individually is like being gay. Well, that might not be okay. Like that was hard to kind of maneuver. And then, and then my, when I was around, I think 11, my brother literally read my sister's diary found out she was a lesbian and then outed her. So now, yeah, so now I'm like, God damn, Nick. Like that made a lot, a lot of things harder for me because of course she's getting chewed out and I'm just like, how could you, Alex? Like, how could you even be that? But of course I'm, I'm not telling her this. I'm just thinking in my mind. Um, Alex is your sister or your brother? Yes, my sister. Okay. My brother's name is Nick. He's uh, the worst person. Um, Still? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so do, oh, go on. So, I mean, I, I'm just, you know, I, I think, uh, Sky, you do a, you're a fantastic storyteller. And I, I think, you know, you, you talk about things in a very kind of larger than life sort of way. And it sounds funny. Like, you make it sound funny. And I found myself, like, enjoying that story. Like, right? Thank you. Yeah. But... That's not an enjoyable story. That story is fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah. It gets it I mean it, it it's actually it's actually really 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 bad. Um but So wh- why do you think it's why are you able to talk about it in a way that's funny? Like does it hurt when um, you talk about it? No. Uh, at this point no. Like Okay. It's it's annoying. Like I mean I it it's annoying and it is actually genuinely fucked up beyond belief. I'm not even kidding. But yeah. Have you seen I, a therapist uh, before, by the way? Um, yeah, when I was 15. Okay. It was this lady. I, I, we just kept playing this stick game and you have to like put the sticks on your hand and then you drop them and you can only pick out a certain color. Um, the fuck is that? I don't know. I mean, she she was nice. She would use that to ask me about home life while I was trying to pick up a green stick. I thought she was cheating, but and then she would talk about like my stepdad and all those problems and shit. Like, but that, you know, that only lasted like maybe a year and a half. Then mm-hmm. I saw there I, I sucked therapy again. Well, my mom made me do it when I was like nineteen, and then now I'm twenty nine, and you're here. <laughs> so. Well, just to be clear, this is not therapy. Sure. Right. We're just this chatting. Is, uh, this is right. just chatting on Twitch. Um, yes, this is just chatting. It's that's, not therapy. Um, so, but uh, I just want to, so in a lot of ways, Sky, it seems like you've grown and you've moved past this and you've become con- become confident in the person that you are. Like, that's that's what I'm getting from you now. That's a great thing to hear. Um, I would say that I've, I've moved past it, but the damage that's been done is just irreversible. And so it's like, yeah. So I agree that you've moved past it. I agree that the damage has not been repaired. I don't think it's irreversible. I think it's completely logical for you to think it's irreversible. 
right? Because you moved past it without fixing it. Did you watch the last interview? A little bit of it. Okay. So I don't think it's irreversible. I just don't think you've tried to fix it in the right way because what you've done is you've moved past it instead of fixing it. You moved on with your life without actually addressing the underlying issue. And unless you've tried to do that, huh? Sorry, it's really bad though. Okay. (laughs) Do you want to? I mean, I can. I can tell you. I'm only warning, like even your viewers, I actually don't even, I should really get your page open. You know what, actually, I think that I didn't open your Twitch page because I was absolutely terrified of chat. Um, i horrified, actually. I just, I, I can't even, I, I felt like I was going to be fragile. But anyway, I, I, I usually give a trigger warning because it's that bad. So I was like, I don't mind talking about it. I'm asking you, though, like, I can tell you, but it's bad. <laughs> so, so let me, uh, um, okay, let me, so thank you for being, uh, cautionary. I really appreciate that. I actually don't know how to navigate this kind of situation. But let me actually first ask you this. You said you were afraid of being fragile. Shit. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> Foiled again. Um. Ah, because like, you know, everybody's like saying shit like, oh, you know, um, Man up, toughen up, like, don't let them, like, get thicker skin. Like, you don't you don't have to care what people think. I care about what everyone thinks. I don't care who you are. You could be an infant. If you don't like me, it hurts. So it's like, I, I and I'm not going to lie to people, like, on Twitter. I'll, I'll be like, yeah, no, I care. People that hate me, I'll tweet at them. I'll be like, hey, let's talk. Even if it hurts, I want to learn something. That's my genuine approach. So in Twitch chat, it's like, Twitch chat, the culture, I'm sure you're aware to me, I love Twitch chat culture because they make me laugh, but damn, they could be vicious if you are not on your shit. If, you, <laughs> if they don't like you, they will let you know, and they will dig in your soul. And I figured that, like, just for now, I'm going to just pretend that I'm talking to you privately. Yeah, so, Sky, what, what are you afraid of them seeing with you being fragile? Oh, nigga, anything. Mr. Mr. Potato Head, people call me that, uh... So like mean? a line with me, a lot of, well, it's, they, they could say anything, like literally anything, even if it's like neutral and I'll feel odd. Um, and are you, sensitivity, are you being fragile? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how I, does it I, feel? Shitty. <laughs> In what way? Cause I'm Tell also me. six, five, like I'm a big ass nigga. Like I'm huge. So it's weird for me to be like especially like in, in person i'm looked at as someone like oh walk me to my car you know protect me from the muggers and the rapists and i'm like i'm i'm walking and i'm like well <laughs> i hope we don't get mugged or raped like i'm just as scared if not more so and i will throw you to the assailant i'll i'll run away so being that fragile like is not good for people to know which is why i'm saying it here on your stream in front of all of these people yeah, but I mean, so so I don't think you come across as fragile. But a good good for me then, I because I definitely am. So what is like some what does someone who's fragile feel like look like? Let's start there. Me. Yeah. I'm, Do I you mean, think they smile? In, I think that they they will use mechanisms that are paper thin. Um, is that what you're doing? I don't know. Am I? I feel like maybe, but yeah. I also. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I don't think they're paper, they're paper thin. 
Oh. But I think you are using mechanisms, right? So I think you laugh a lot and you come across as Sorry. confident. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine to laugh. I think you laugh when you become uncomfortable about things. And it sounds like mm. that's actually a winning strategy because you've sort of figured out that every time you're on stream, you're fucking terrified and you're anxious, it sounds like. And that brings out the I, laughter, which Twitch chat loves. I actually don't think that I'm... I'm never uncomfortable. Like, I always feel really good about everything. Like, everything I do when it comes to... Especially with people. Like, I've never been shy. Currently in this discussion right here, like, I'm not particularly uncomfortable. I wouldn't say uncomfortable. Good. It's more like I'm I'm curious to see like where it goes and I'm anxious for the result. But I mean, I feel personally totally fine. Of course. Now that is in contrast for let's say the Twitch chat was just lighting my ass up and I'm looking at the chat if it was here, then that would bring the uncomfortability because it's like, damn. But currently I'm completely fine. And yes, I do smile and laugh a lot. Um about it you're right about literally everything good or bad um mm -hmm. in my group my best friends we all have uh you know it's, it's like three three people that i live with are, are, are my genuine best friends great people that i feel nothing negative about and we have a lot of bad things that happen to us but we joke about it like mm -hmm. it was nothing and we yeah. love it and we don't feel any pain or anything that's the way that i conduct myself it doesn't work for other people but yeah yeah so, so i mean i think sky uh Fortunately or unfortunately, you know, I, I think for you to be to be fixed, I think you've got to move a little bit past the humor. Oh, right. So I, I think that like it sounds like stuff really bad happened growing up. Oh, and, yes. And and since it. And really there, there's just it, it's weird, like, I don't know how else to describe this, but you have. You know, you have this persona where, like, you give us all these disclaimers and stuff and trigger warnings. And so, like, to me, that actually feels like misdirection. Like, I don't doubt that there's legitimacy to it. But, like, the 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 phrase that I latch onto that gets you to pause and actually makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable is, like, mentioning that you could be fragile. It's not talking about all the bad shit that happened to you. Because there's something, like, you've learned how to view that in a particular way. Your view of your past has become like you've adapted to it. You're resilient. You've kind of learned how to move past it. You're kind of okay with it now. But I think that that's like kind of like it's a shell that you put over it. But that's that. Yeah, that's why I said that it's unfixable. Okay. So in sometimes when you get an infection, your body forms something called an abscess. Okay. And an abscess is like where you have the infected part. Your body kind of like walls off the microbes and forms like this like sphere which has like all this like scar tissue and shit like that and the infection is like stuck inside and that's a survival mechanism that your body does to prevent the infection from spreading the problem is that when you have an abscess the infection is stuck inside and so it's like running rampant in there like nothing gets in and nothing gets out so in order for an abscess in order for the the infection to truly be healed do you have any idea what people do to an abscess drain it absolutely right and so unless we open up the abscess you can have an abscess well not for years but you know you can have shit walled off and your body's like there's no way that's getting fixed because we've walled it all off and i think that's that's what you've done because here here's what i'm hearing from you okay that you have you have this diagnosis of antisocial personality disorder at the age of 15 
that you have some patterns in your life that are so intractable, so unsolvable, so unfixable, and that you corrupt everything you touch. That's like a really yeah, bleak way, right? And so if we think about what kind of human can survive that, it's you. It's the larger in life. It's the surrounded by friends. It's the laughing at the good and the bad. That's the only way. That's the only way you survive that shit. Only way. That's your abscess. And you're torn. You're torn. Because you feel guilty, and you don't know how to deal with those feelings of guilt, so you choose not to regret your decisions. That you tell people you live every day without regret. Yeah. And you regret every day. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? I just feel like it's kind of... I feel like... I feel like sometimes apologies are so hollow. Like, yes, I, I, I don't because you can't make it right. That's right. why the it apology already happened. So it's you like you can't you can't make it right because you disappoint. So you can't make yeah. it right. There's no and way. And I feel can... like I, 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 maybe this is a dumb. Like, it could be a dumb thing to say, but it's like I feel like if I do something bad to someone, it is so hard for me to apologize because I feel honestly that I've taken away, if I do that, even though it's something I can't fix, if I apologize, it makes me feel like I'm taking away their bad guy. And I know that I feel that, I, that I know that might sound weird, but it's like, I do feel a type of way and I don't like to think Sky? about it, but I, yeah, whoa, whoa, who, whoa. who hurt you so bad that there's no way to apologize for what they did? Oh, Jesus. What was the question? Who hurt you so bad that there is no way to apologize for what they did? There's no way to fix that hurt. Where did you learn in the core of your being that there are some wounds that will never be healed? Holy shit. Can I have a minute? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to fill this with water. One second. Okay. Jesus. You are, you're good. This is terrifying. Okay. Take your time. You also don't have to answer. No, I'm going to answer. Okay. Remember, I talk about anything. Um, I've never been asked that question ever. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Who, my, my brother, my mom, my stepfather, and my dad, and not my sister. If I were to put this in a tier list, it would be my brother up here in S plus tier by himself, and then a critical space, and then A minus tier would be my mom. Uh, and then my dad probably next to her. And then that's, and my stepdad, I mean, he's just, he's literal trash. So whatever, you can just put him somewhere else. So Sky, this is important, right? So like, I think that, so good job. First of all, I'm glad you took a minute. I'm glad you thought through things. <laughs> yeah, but... that was a question. Yeah. So I'm listening. 
I want you to understand that like the way that you view the world is not wrong. It was taught. But like you have some fundamental things that you think since these things are true for you, your situation is unfixable. And those things are, first of all, that you disappoint. And secondly, that you can hurt someone in a way that can never be healed. Yeah. And that second one. And if God, that's the case, so now, now we come back to the original question, right? So when I asked you the original thing, what are we talking about? What is it that is unfixed? What is it that is unfixable? Why do you feel like things are hopeless? And now we get to it, right? This is the reason. Because someone, not just one person, but this is a lesson that was taught to you by one person that you love, and then another person that you love, and then another person that you love. Oh, God, yeah. Right? Oh, Jesus. So they just yeah. rammed that into you, like, over and over again, that you just fucking, you, that, that there is hurt in this world that nothing can fix. And so that became truth. That became truth. That became what it is. And then the world is now a place where you are hurting people and then there's no way to fix that. You are uncurable. It's unfixable. You just are going to let people down. They're going to invest in you and they're going to get corrupted, like corruption, gangrene. What is so even happening? Oh, sorry, in, go on. In order for that to change, you've got to start with this, right? You've got to go to the root. Where did you, how did you learn? And I mean, I think it's beyond the scope of what we can accomplish today. But No, I, I oh, oh, yeah. But I, I, I think this is where it comes down to, right? Because if you can heal what they did to you, then your entire worldview comes tumbling down. Then yeah. everything that you view about the world is like can be rewritten. But the okay, so you're you're everything you're saying is I'm gonna assume accurate because shit, but um even if I believed that things could be fixable, I really, I don't, you don't see believe, it. you don't believe that they're fixable. Fine. Right. So, uh, yeah. it, it, I mean, so, so let's just call that. So I'm going to tell you what you actually think, which is that like oh, in theory, in oh, theory, in theory, Dr. K, I agree with you, but there's just no fucking way. You don't know what they did to me. It's not actually fixable. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, like it I sounds, think, like yeah. sounds, but at the end of the day, it's just, it's just not actually going to happen. Yeah. I, I, I feel like now it's kind of like, well, just gotta try to figure out a way to win, uh, you know, while having this kind of like baggage. And I felt like it's possible because it worked for a bit, but no, I mean, you're making a lot of sense. Yeah, so that's the problem, right? Because I think if you want to win, you got to like offload that baggage, right? You got to learn that you can be healed. And if you can be healed, then you don't have to be a corrupting influence for others. Oh, I'm willing to talk about it. How much time do we have? Um, I have a patient in about 10 minutes. I, mm. I, I'm happy to talk about it too. It's just in my experience, Sky. I'm good at what I do, but this is the kind of thing that requires more than 10 minutes or even more than one session because it sounds like you've had repeated insults. And it's not that I'm not willing to try or, or not wanting to talk about it. I just want to set realistic expectations for like what's going to be accomplished. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do I mean, like the only, the only thing that sucks is that, I mean, and of course this is like, is like you, 
have blown open my worldview. And now it's like, it's like, oh, well, uh, another patient got to go for a bit, which is fine. You got your own work to do. But now it's like, I'm just going to be staring out my overcast window. Like, God damn, I just got bodied. And I don't really know what to. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so, so let me try to, let me try to, um, let's not end here. I'm not saying we should end. Hmm. Um, and, and I get the sense you need to move forward. Cause like you said, like I've opened things up and I can't just leave you. <laughs> no, I know. Right. But I, <laughs> I can deal with it. Right. I mean, I can, I definitely, no, no, can I, I know you, I know you can, but I, I hear what you're saying. So, so let's, let's get started. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about, no, I feel like, a, I feel like a whiny brat that just got his way. Like, I'm <laughs> No, you're you're I don't think you're a whiny brat that 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 got your way. I think you raised a very legitimate concern, which is that we we're like halfway done and so we should finish. I've just never heard those words out of someone's mouth. Like I cannot believe you asked that. That is that's actually like nuts to me. Like you're really good. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, don't don't mind my rambling. I mind your rambling. Your rambling is gold, man. And we're uh, oh. we're blurry. Oh, oh, sorry. Hello, Hello? me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. yeah, yeah. So tell um, me about yeah, your brother. Yeah. So he's the S plus, right? So let's dive in. You want to go? Let's go. Uh, yep. See, tell me about your brother. Um, the worst human sucks. being alive. One of them. Yeah. Um, Nick. Well, not he. I mean, he wasn't always that way. Um, Nick and I are like both extremely, extremely manipulative, and we're very good at it. My brother is the more attractive one, and I'm funnier than him. So, like when we were kids, we just got, we really ran my aunt's pockets like they was errands. Like we didn't care. Like we're trying to get like a game. We didn't steal from them, but of course, like we just be like, oh man, we would have a lot more brother bonding time if we had that new Pokemon. Like we were awful um and we played a he's, lot of wow he's together. older yes he's a 15 months older okay um i had to memorize the english words he's we're 15 months apart so that's why i now say it um but yeah no nick just sucks um i can dive into what he did is sure. that okay um this is the trigger God, warning part yeah okay uh, reiteration of the trigger warning, everyone. Okay, so um, when I was 15, uh, a dude came into our house and I got raped. Um, and it was very odd because I knew that I was gay. I was talking to this person on AOL. I knew that I was gay. Um, he said that he was like, 17 he was actually like 40 uh he doxed my house and went and um i should have like thought about it more when he asked if it was like a two-story home like he it was like this thing like like trying to bait me to say like where i live in the house but of course it was the downstairs house the only room downstairs um so when it was happening it was like my mind was basically thinking, okay, well, I'm gay, so I'm going to have to like it. It was the most painful thing I've ever, obviously, in my entire life. But you know what's even more fucked up, though, is that your body, my body made for, like, two seconds, I enjoyed it. For two solid seconds, my body put me in a place to where this is what I wanted. That will live with me. I fucking hate thinking about that. But what was worse was when my brother came home, when it was done, my logic was, if I just don't say or do anything and I make no noise... 
then he will leave and I will be able to just keep this, right? So he's getting up to leave and my brother comes home from he goes back to my room and he tries to open the door. He sees that I'm naked and he sees there's another, he, he sends another person in there. I close the door and I lock it. I try to distract him. The dude leaves. My brother goes up and tells my mom. Mom calls the cops. Um, my brother tells the cops that I invited someone over to get fucked and that's what happened and it's my fault. The cop pulls me aside and asks me if I want to go to a foster home. My mom didn't know who to believe. Uh, yada, yada. The next day, I go and get blood tests, blood work. My, my mom took the day off work, obviously. We went to go do a bunch of tests, okay? Um, <laughs> then uh, the next, the, 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 I think it was maybe a day after, maybe two days after, I went, I went to school because after the weekend. And I go to school and every single person at our high school knows what happened. Holy but shit. they don't know the actual story. They think that I wanted it and that I, that that was like, like I was just a, a fag who just, you know, went out and did all whatever, um, which isn't unorthodox to think because I have in the like I have in the past out of curiosity looked at gay porn and have been on Craigslist to try to look for someone like to, to try to look for someone. But at the time I had no luck, obviously, because I'm an infant. Um but but nick like he knew that it wasn't he knew that it wasn't new but he didn't he wanted a scoop so he um he tells everyone in my school i find out when i enter my class and people are just like giggling like i'm not even kidding like it was a fucking movie um i didn't think much of it i just had to get through the day after I was done, I cannot believe this. I go to GameStop. I go in to buy a game, and our mutual friend Alex Scott is working, and he's like, "Oh, uh, I heard you had a special friend last night." I literally dropped my food and my backpack and everything, because when he said that, the manager even looked over, like they thought it was funny. And I took my mom's. I was like driving my mom's Expedition at the time, because I, you know, I could drive. Uh... But my mom, of course, should not be in any legal trouble. Even though she let me drive alone, just go ahead and just put that out there. But yeah, no. I, then I I freaked out. Oh, you cutting out? Server change. Hold on. Can you guys? Can you guys still hear me? Hello? Hey. Yo, God intervened. The power went out. Now I'm on my phone. It's okay, though. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, Nick is listening. What a demon. Let me turn on my camera. Oh, I got it. Oddly coincidental. You see me? Yep. Okay. Is this, is this okay? Yep. Go. Okay, yeah. So, uh, I drove home. Uh, as fast as I could, but honestly, I was running red lights. I was, I didn't care. I called my mom. My mom left work. She was hysterical. I drove. I did not stop for anyone. I was really hoping to hit something, but I didn't. Um, and I mean, I just went home and locked myself in my room, and that was that. 
I don't know if my brother got punished for it. Um, but I know that whatever happened wasn't enough because in 2000, and now this is so fucked in 2016, um, my brother, I guess is having a wedding and he knows we're not on good terms. He goes on my subreddit and he makes a thing that says, Oh, will you go to my wedding? Now, all of my fans think that I'm okay with my brother. So they're thinking that it's a sweet gesture, but Nick knows that I'm not on good terms with him. But he's just... I find out that he's working at Chili's and he's like using like, oh, you look like Sky. And he's like getting some of my fans as friends on Facebook. And then when I didn't answer his wedding proposal, he put my text messages that I had sent to him during like, during like around the time where I got raped, like all of my messages, all my business out on his personal Facebook, okay? And then he has the audacity to begin posting shit on my Reddit, which I had to take down. This nigga is really out here ridiculing me for getting raped. And then that's where a lot of things went downhill in my life for sure. My mom and I, yeah, go on. So Sky, so let me ask you something. Um, it is, I mean, have you talked to your, like, so you said that you and your brother aren't on good terms. Is there a particular way that, um, when, when you guys, like when y'all, y'all aren't on good terms, like what does, what does that, like, have you talked to him about what happened and how you feel? Yep. And they don't care. He, he, he really doesn't care at all. I'm just turning off my fan. Okay. He does not care at all. Um, and, and I, uh, he hasn't apologized. He doesn't, um, he, he definitely doesn't seem, he, I mean, he's, he's again, he, he's never changed his stance. He's blaming me for it. I'm the one that got raped. It was me. It was actually not raped because it was consensual. Um, so it's like, he hasn't even left that at all. And he would like try to get a hold of me by, he took my, one of my videos and had my dad and mom, like mime it. Like, one second, Sky. Re- oh God. Come on up. <sighs> this nigga really is in my head. He's, I'm the fan. Okay, yeah, fans so, so Sky, I, I think that uh, I I think the the challenge here is that. So I I mean I th- I think that this has to this has to be and you you sort of have made your peace with this situation to the extent that you can right. Yeah, to the I mean it it it. it oh, we just went out. Just cut out. Hello? Uh oh. I can't hear you. Oh. Hello, friend. Yeah. yeah. There we go. You hear me? Yeah. So I I mean Sky, I think uh, unfortunately I can't No, I I I, I mean I, I think it's just going to be challenging because I think this is just I I mean I recognize what you're going through and I feel confident that you can get better. And I think this is where it starts. But like there's just no way that you know, the, the first thing that I can offer you is that I, I do think you can get better. And if you've never seen your life in this way, that you have these patterns, that those patterns come from a place. 
right? And they come from something terrible that happened to you. And if you can understand where a pattern comes from, you can gain control over it. Okay. And, and so this is something that, that's very important to understand. So the yogis in ancient India said that awareness precedes control. And that, like, when I work with people who have addictions or trauma or things like that, like, there was a, you know, a, a kind of a, I guess, a you know, far less severe stream than, than what we're talking about. But there was <laughs> a, someone on a couple of weeks ago or a, a couple months ago who was talking about why they date the same kind of women, like, over and over and over again. And they don't understand, like, why they keep on getting, in women, getting with women that they ultimately get bored of and then, like, they want to break up with. And so unless you understand, like, what's going on inside you, like, you have no ability to control it right so so this is what i what i can offer you now which is going to be unsatisfying for which i apologize the first is to understand that you are the way that you are because you learned some very important and crucial lessons in life and as long as you're operating under the assumption that those lessons are true that you're going to those lessons are going to kind of like default your pro, like they're going to set your default mode network your default programming. When I go to the toilet and I like pull the handle down, it flushes. Like that's just an assumption. So you're operating in life with certain key assumptions that you can hurt people and disappoint people in a way that's never repairable. And and at the beginning, what I would say is just notice when that thought or that feeling arises and influences your behavior. Because I think it happens not when you accept someone's help, but the next day when your desire or your genuine intention to pay them back or do right by them or something like that, when that, when that starts to fade, I think something of this feeling is going to arise right there and is going to actually become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And something about that feeling and that hopelessness causes you to abandon your promise. And the cool thing is if you can notice that thing in that moment and say, oh, this is the part of me, like, this is like, this is everything that happened when I was 15, rearing its ugly head and telling me that it doesn't fucking matter. And then you can, in that moment, if you see it, right, this is like, so you play League of Legends? Yeah. Yeah, so there's like, there's like stealth units in League of Legends, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. yeah. So, so like. Like, you need, like, some kind of, like, vision. Like, you need some, like, detection to be able to see the stealth thing. Otherwise, you can't do anything about it. And so you've been living your whole life without detection. And there's been something that's just run around in your subconscious just fucking everything up. Yeah. And so it starts with detection. you got to detect it first. Whether you can tackle it, whether you can kill it, whether you can stun it, whatever. That comes later. But the first thing is detection. Um... If, if I promise to be brief, yeah. um, I only have one more thing to say. You should say it. Okay. Um, I just, I, I, this is, this is going to be something that I know that like, it's not like trigger warning or anything. It is something that many people are wondering about, but there is something that I want to share with you. Cause I think that I, ever since you started talking about the disappointment thing, this is the first thing that was in my mind. I should have said it sooner. Basically, um, a, a, a while ago, I was a very good friends with the content creator of Dunkey. We, we had a falling out. Well, me and Leah had a falling out. It's terrible. Uh, that's, by the way, the example of someone that I said, someone that I lost that pretty much was the worst thing. Like, I would do anything to be your friend again, and I don't think it's repairable. So 
that's like all like that, that that encompasses it but what i wanted to touch on is i never knew that being friends with someone that's so much more popular than you i can't tell you how many times i would get offers from companies and jobs that you know would give me deals that i believe would be amazing but then they would end by saying oh would you mind like passing on this to donkey see if he wants to do it and either i i mean obviously i'm not gonna fucking do that he, he has an email and i don't want to I don't want that. I don't want that relationship. But of course, if he says no, or even if I send it and there's no response, or I don't, you know, whatever it is, nine times out of ten, the deal stops. That's fine. Then nothing so, happens. So, so uh, yeah. I mean, that that's fine in the sense that, so I'm glad you shared that, Sky. And I think there's actually like another way forward, right? So the main thing here for you to change the way that you view the world is to 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 dismantle this belief that things are irreparable. So whether it's with your family or it's with Dunkey okay. for you to like process that and, and repair doesn't necessarily mean make everything like, like, Better. like, or, like not like that you guys have to be BFFs again, or that you and your brother are going to like retire together and like live in the same house. Like that's not what repair means, right? Repair means that like, you're going to engage with them, process, grieve, and then let go. Okay. That if you did Dunkey wrong or something bad happened between the two of you guys that, that, or girls. It was, I, yeah, it was me and Leah, and and she just she meant the world to me. That's why I was. Yeah. So yeah, so like I, that, that's. I only want to make that clear. So so that's the that's the thing is like like that that needs to be addressed, right? Not moved past, not laughed past, not kind of like you know like even from an egotistical sense because this is a distraction too. Because when you compare yourself to other people and you're like, oh, they're better than I am or I'm worse, that's a pattern that your mind uses in the same way that it uses laughter to get away from the real thing. Yeah. So I'd say to, to kind of, to sum up, you know, just try to notice it, right? Like when you're about to yeah. do the thing that you can't control, the thing that is going to corrupt others and keep you stuck in life, stop and ask yourself, what is the thing that is stealthed in my mind that is pushing me to do this? Like, where am I getting this from? And see, now that you know what to look for, there's a decent chance you'll be able to see it. Like, it's kind of like, I, I, I guess, it do, I, I agree. Think, so that's that's where we start. Yeah. Okay. No, I think I think you've given me a pretty good weapon to use. Yeah. So and remember, my brain is yeah. And and then you know you're more than welcome to come back on, and we can kind of talk about follow up sure. or, or or you know in more details okay. and things like that. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being yeah. honest. No, this and, is really fun. Whenever you want me again, I'll be on, and I okay. will think about all this. Thank you so much for your time, dude. Yeah. Thank you guys very much. So guys, I have to run. So just um, a couple of closing thoughts. The first is, um, you know, thank you all very much for coming on. Thank you, Sky, for coming on and, and you know, being open and honest about what hurts you. Um, a couple of things that I, I need to remember. So just a reminder that, like, you know, if you guys do subscribe or, or donate or anything like that, that just goes to fuel our content. Um, none of it comes to me. I'm trying to help more people. Like, I've gotten hundreds of DMs and emails and shit like that. Oh, um, donate everybody to this nigga. He is so, wrong. Like, <laughs> and, and and so what I'm trying to do is actually like train people to like do something like what I do. And and we're trying to set up, we had a retreat back in August. So we're trying to actually make as much stuff as we can free. And, and if we get enough income, then I don't have to pay for everything and I can only pay for so much. And so like, thank you guys very much for subscribing, donating in terms of sky. Like I think I think he's a riot. And by the way, I saw your tweet about that, that when, an, when someone uh, 
approaches you with a deal. You tweeted about that, right? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. tweeted this. I, I tweeted about that. So I mean, so I I love I love Sky's Twitter, and I you know I think your stream is really entertaining. You're like Diamond Two on LOL, right? Yeah, I, I can't hear you anymore. You muted, but um, but thank you guys very much for coming, and we really appreciate your support. You guys should check out Sky's stream. Um, I think it's a riot because you know you get to see his 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 funny, lovable side. Um, which even when he's hurting, he can't help but let that funnable. I still can't hear what you're saying, so this makes it fun for all of us. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not muting him. He muted himself. So that's. Oh, you didn't mute. I can hear just a little no. bit. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Hello. Anyway, so okay, I gotta get going. Anyways. We're gonna stream yeah, 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 yeah. on Sunday from six to eight p.m. Okay. Eastern time. And good luck, Sky. Thank try to, you try, and, to uh, try to drop some of that detection, man. Subscribe to this nigga right here. You are <laughs> dope. I can't wait to see what you do. All right, we'll talk soon. Take care, man. Bye. Bye, friend. Bye, everybody. Hi, welcome to your neighborhood pharmacy. Hi, I've got a prescription for diabetes test strips. How much is the copay? Well, it depends on your type of commercial insurance and factoring in your yearly spend, subtracting the deductibles, also depending on your monthly allowance. Why can't there be a better option? Or you could try Contour Next Test Strips. A 35 counts only $19.99 over-the-counter and proven to be highly accurate. Go to contournext.com slash radio to see if over-the-counter strips are a more affordable option for you. Hmm, I think I'll try Contour Next. Any workout, any mood, any time. That's what the Peloton Tread is all about. From interval runs that motivate you to go the extra mile, power walks that work up a sweat, rolling hill hikes for you to enjoy, and full-body boot camps to hit your goals. Plus thousands of workouts that go beyond the tread. Strength programs, core classes, yoga, Pilates, and even boxing. Everything you need on and off the Peloton tread. Experience it all for yourself with a 30-day home trial. Learn more at OnePeloton.com.